and welcome to the Extra Point, episode two of season three. I'm Wes here with Bobby and Matt. What is up, gentlemen? I'm doing good. How about you guys? What's up, Bobby? So what's going on, fellas? How you doing? Oh, you back. I'm you doing pretty know. good. I don't know about you two, but I'm doing pretty dang good right now. Uh, we're breaking down the draft. Not going to go too crazy deep, but we'll go ahead and go into the first round, talk about that a little bit. And there were a lot of surprises in the first round, guys. And the first one right off the bat, at least for based on our three mocks, was Trey Lance. We knew there was kind of an inkling that he might go to San Francisco. He does go at the number three slot. Uh, Bobby, what are your thoughts about Trey Lance in San Francisco? I mean, you know, he's one of those guys that really moved up late, you know, in the process. You know, I mean, he wasn't really one of the guys that was talked about early on. Everybody thought Justin Fields was going to be at that spot. But, you know, the whole little um, medical issues that he had or whatnot, he dropped. And um, Trey Lance is just one of those guys that a lot of people look at, you know, very mobile quarterback, mm -hmm. tall, can throw the ball really well. Moved up to the draft boards, you know, um, pretty much, you know, within the last three weeks. And, uh Put himself number three to San Fran. Yeah, and, and we're going to go ahead and break down Atlanta, Jacksonville, and Dallas last. So, Matt, I am going to skip over Pitts as well. We're going to go to Jamar Chase. Now, a lot of people saw Panay Sewell going at this position. Now, we, we knew it was going to be one of the two, and we wondered if Burrow was going to get in the ears of the, that team and, and maybe get Jamar Chase to come there, and he does go to Cincinnati. Matt, are you hyped to see this uh, this one, this one back and forth between Burrow and Jamar? Hey, man, I think, yeah, like, I, I believe that you were the one to say it uh, uh, during that podcast, that last podcast. But, uh, yeah, you, you, I think you hit it right on the head, man. Um, I think he did. Ha he clearly had to have, you know, some involvement, right? No? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's undeniable that he at least had some sort of work or say in this process. Yeah, had to. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna keep on moving down hey, the list. But so, hey, so before, hey, so before you guys jump on, um, after this, let me just tell you a little side, a little nugget right now. We have a player that used to play for Flagler Palm Coast High School. Jimmy Robinson works out with us every day. Mm -hmm. The um, player of the year for Bethune Cookman last year, he won the MIAC, um Special Teams Player of the Year. He's trying out next Thursday for the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. In the in the combine this year, he ran a four two eight forty. The only person that ran faster than him was a cat from Auburn that's the next Olympian that's going on. So um yeah. That's, yeah. that's so shout out us on the loop on that. For the HBCU from the yeah. Yeah, keep oh, yeah. keep us up to date. I'm gonna ask be asking and, you about that in the next few episodes. The only, I know. The, only per, the only person that ran a faster forty that ran a four-two-three was Anthony Swartz out of Auburn. And that was an unofficial four-two-three, correct? Yeah. And then Jimmy ran a four-two-eight, and he's getting a work. He didn't get drafted, but he's got a workout next week in Cincinnati. Well, good luck, brother. I hope he gets it. I do. Time will tell. Time will tell. Hey, Bobby, yeah. talk to me about number seven, Panay Sewell. He goes to Detroit. I mean, Detroit had to have been licking their chops there, man, to get this kind of alignment. I was hoping he was going to fall down to Dallas, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a 10-year starter out of Oregon. I mean, you know, I'm a Washington fan. You know, Oregon, like, uh, I mean, that's like, you know, it's a rival when I – but, I mean, uh, I mean, that's that was the best available to me. To me, there's – I mean, Detroit has so many things to build off of right now. They have so many question marks in like, offense and defense. Why not take the best offensive lineman, a sure 10-year player? Exactly right. Exactly right. And, and it gives it gives him all up. Uh, 
it gives Goff all the protection in the world, or at least a, a big step up in protection on that line. Number 11, Chicago makes the move and jumps up. We talked about this. The Giants were a potential team that would move back, and they did. Chicago jumps into this position. Matt, they grab Justin Fields. Justin Fields will assumedly either be the week one starter or take over very soon into the season. I mean, this is a weird, but actually a good move by Chicago. We're not used to seeing good moves by Chicago in the draft. No, not at all. And uh, if you guys listen to me talk about anything Chicago last year, I, I hated their their guts all year long. Uh, but I think Justin Fields, just as an athlete, man, that that's that's what that's what you're taking. You know, is is that athlete? That's why he fell. Is a lot of people don't know if he can be, um, if he can turn into that quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. um, you got you do have to have some type of mental headspace there you can't it's not all just relying on that athleticism and you gotta have something there in between the years so so who do you uh, week one just kind of an early early prediction who do you see being the starter week one uh oh, between Dalton, yeah, I mean, yeah, you take a guy that high i think they said that they're they're gonna let him sit no i, I mean i, I hear that they, but you know how that I, goes well, yeah, you never know, and yeah, and then you know when you're taking the guy that high, even though no, he's going to be their starter. Uh, it might get yeah, okay, a couple of weeks into the season, sure, why not? We'll see. Yeah, I, I got it. You know, I don't think he's going to be a day one starter. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, but I mean, he's definitely going to start. Like Matt said, at least by week four or five, he's going to be the starting quarterback. Least, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm right there. Yeah. So, so we had a trade up with the New York Jets. The New York Dre- Jets, excuse me, trade up back into 14 to get the guard Vera Tucker out of USC. So him and Wilson, two first-round picks. I love this move by them. You're going to protect your guy up front right off the bat, give him the pieces to be successful. I think the Jets' rebuild is going to be a very successful one this time. I like who they've brought in. I love the character and like the, just the overall demeanor of Robert Salah. I think he's going to be a fantastic coach for them. New York Jets – they're looking on like they're going up right now. Like I, I, I'm pretty excited to watch them, and there's going to be a one versus two matchup this season, Wilson versus Lawrence. So you know, I'll talk about that more later. But I, I can't wait for that. Bobby, 15. The Patriots. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to move anywhere. They get Mac Jones at 15. A lot of people have compared him to Tom Brady. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, <laughs> you really can't compare anybody to Tom Brady in my eyes, personally. Right. His style, more so his style, not his ability, but more so yeah. his, his style. It fits more into that Belichick scheme. But again, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bobby. I'm, I'm go ahead. <laughs> We're podcast. Go ahead, Matt. I feel you. Yeah, it's, it's just, I, you know, you, you ask, you ask those questions. It's like, what is that? Everybody says that, that Bill Belichick scheme and that stuff. What is that though? What what is Tom Brady's dink and dunk and work your way down? Dude, no, wait, what do you mean, yeah, dude? I mean, don't get me wrong. The dude is he can make the he can make some throws. We all know this, but Tom Brady, there's no there's no typical mold, man. There's no typical mold for for fucking Tom Brady. There's no mold. Hey, I love this kid, man. He played at Barton Trail High School in St. Augustine, Florida. We played him. I didn't play against him. Because he graduated right from them. I mean, what a great story. I mean, you know, he went to Alabama. Mm-hmm. He sat behind um, Tua and and, and um, Jalen Hurts. You know, waited his turn for four years. 
goes goes undefeated, wins the national championship, looks great, has a lot of weapons. Don't get me wrong, sexy pick. And New England wanted a quarterback. You know, I mean, there was a lot of rumors they were going to trade up to get Fields, or not. But the whole Fields thing with his epilepsy, he fell back. Bears, but um, great pick. I mean, you know what? I can see this guy being a really good quarterback, man. I mean, he's a winner. Yeah, had a lot of weapons. He's a winner. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll, we will see what he does with New England and how soon he starts. Uh, 24, Pittsburgh gets Najee Harris uh, out of Alabama. One of two running backs to go in the first round back-to-back. Him and ETN going to Jacksonville at 25. You also have uh, Green Bay. This is another one I wanted to touch on. Green Bay gets a cornerback. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say I, I didn't get the actual player right, but I knew it was going to be defense. You know, And they're sure, trying to sure up that defense. Uh, I guess now's as good as time as any. Let's go ahead and just tackle this real quick, and we'll move on. Uh, week one starting QB in, uh, in Green Bay, Bobby. Oh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be Aaron Rodgers, obviously. You know, because um, Aaron's officially out pretty much. I mean, I we'll think see. he would rather we'll see. Play. James Jones came on the other day on NFL Network and said it's 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 repairable still, so – I'm not sure. I, I'm not convinced yet until they're I hear really from his mouth. So they're really talking about that he might stay or no? It's it's so up in the air. We until we hear something from Aaron Rodgers, I don't think we're gonna know for sure. But uh, I wouldn't necessarily be banking on the uh, on, on on him being the one week one starter. But you just don't know. You, you don't know. And I know the scheduling people are going crazy right now because they don't know where Aaron Rodgers is gonna be and they don't know who to give primetime games to right now because of it. <laughs> So we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's see here. We had, I mean, that, that was kind of a brief run through of the first round. A couple of ones we didn't touch on. Quiddy Pay goes to Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis, excuse me. Love that story. If you haven't looked that story up, it's a hell of a story of his, you know, where he came from and what he's doing. He's the guy uh, after the draft, they asked what he's going to be doing. He said he grabs his mother, pulls her to his side and says, well, she's retired. That's the first thing. It, it, it's a cool story. I, if you're looking for a good read, look it up. Quiddy Pay from the Indianapolis Colts out of Michigan. Greg Newsom goes to the Cleveland Browns at 26. Um, and, and that about rounds out the first round. I mean, you know, there's some people in between. I don't know about you guys, but I got barely any picks right. It was a crazy draft. <clears throat> yeah, I can't wait to see how we break those down, see where um how we ended up. Yeah, we'll, de- we'll tally them uh, later in the season and see – how we did and you know we'll do that along with a bunch of other stuff throughout the season too which will be fun let's go ahead and jump into our team specific i'll go ahead and start first uh since we had the first overall pick and then matt i'll pass it on to you so i'll kind of just run through our picks real quick and uh i'll I'll touch base a little bit on each of them so you know the first one obviously is going to be trevor lawrence jacksonville gets their franchise qb Probably their first franchise QB, if you really think about it. Mark Brunette was great. Don't get me wrong. David Grodd, I loved him. But they were not franchise QBs. Blake Bortles loved the dude, but not franchise QBs. So we'll see. I like that they bring him in number one. I like that they bring his his, his pal ETN in, you know, in the first round as well. I'm not a fan of going after running backs that early, but I can obviously see the board built in front of me now. The reports came out about Kadarius Tony. Urban Meyer really wanted him badly so it was you can tell it was supposed to be trevor lawrence Kadarius tony and then travis Etienne first day second round and then that cornerback um out of georgia 
excuse me, um, uh, Tyson Campbell, who went 33 overall. So, and you know, they say he's really good throughout the play. And Bobby, you can probably speak more on this than I can. He just has issues finishing the play. Um, and that that being Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. Walker Little, uh, big pick, round 245 go, uh, from Stanford, the offensive tackle. The problem with him is he hasn't played since the 2019 season. Got injured in the beginning of 2019, opted out last year, uh, but was at the time being looked at as a first-round talent. So as long as everything works out okay with his health, he looks to be a big addition to this team. A lot of people saying he could be a, he'll be a year one starter for sure, which is a lot of respect because that offensive line is coming together in Jacksonville. Probably one of the more solid groups, in my opinion, on that team. Andre Sisco out of Syracuse. This kid's crazy. He had 20, uh, 15 turnovers in tw- uh, 24 games, which is nuts. Uh, but he's uh, either gonna you're gonna get a turnover or they're going for six on you. So he's kind of very hit or miss. But I like that we went after the safety position. We needed to address it in the draft, and we did it. Uh, Jay uh, Tuffle, Tuffle, out of out of USC, defensive tackle. I'm still learning a little bit more out of him. He did opt out last season as well, but he was All Pac-12 uh, team in his uh, 2019 season for, uh, for 41 tackles and four and a half sacks. Jordan Smith at a UAB, an outside linebacker, building depth right there. And then Luke Farrell, Jacksonville takes a tight end, followed by a wide receiver to finish it out. And yes, the reports are 100% true that Tebow and the Jags are talking, and there is a high percentage of him getting on this team at a tight end position, most likely for a veteran minimum, which, hey, I'll take it. It brings good publicity to Jacksonville. Bring it on. I'm, I'm, I'm about it. I hope they do that. I will be so happy if they do that. All in all, me grading my team. Personally, trying not to be biased or anything like that, I give him a B plus. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the wide receiver pick at the end. I think we have enough depth there and potentially could have tackled other positions. I think we jumped on ETN a little bit early, but Bobby, me and you talked about it a lot, and I actually kind of agree with your point. He wasn't going to last on the board, and a lot of people were saying he was going to go towards the end of the first round. So I'm happy we picked him up. And I, I'm uh, Jacksonville took a, took a lot of risks in this draft, and we'll see how the coaching supports those picks and how they evolve. But overall, I'll give my team a B plus. Matt. Yeah, I mean, before go ahead, Matt go jumps ahead. in, yeah. though, um, Talk to me. I love that ETM pick, though. I mean, you were kind of suspect of it or yes. whatnot, but it's just, you know, let me tell you a crazy stat that I just heard earlier today. Do you know that Trevor Lawrence has never lost a regular season football yep. game in his life? Yep, they said unless he, goes owns, unless he goes 17-0 and 0 this season. In the regular season, he will lose his first right. ever regular season game. And ETN is elite. He's going to fit good in the offensive system right there. They already have a connection. You know, obviously, it's not a one-back running. You know, he's not a one-back, you know, system no. guy. You know? No, it's going to be running but, back by committee. But I think this team's set up perfectly to do it. And a lot of people are, are looking at this and thinking Jacksonville's trying to re- recreate what they had in the late 2000s with uh, Fred Taylor and MJD. Yes, sir. And I'm all about that. You know that. All right, Bobby. Well, uh, why don't you talk to us about your team, the Cowboys, their first overall, their first round pick, excuse me, and the rest of their draft, and give us a grade. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. Um, you know, um, defense was definitely the issue, you know, last year for our football team. So we were definitely going to address that here in the draft this year. Um, <clears throat> we traded back with the Eagles. The Eagles moved up to get Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Back two spots right there in the vision trade, which a lot of people <laughs> didn't happen often. It was wild. Uh, it came out of nowhere. I-, I expected there would be a trade there, but not like that. 
Right. I mean, Pat, I mean, you know, I mean, our issue, uh, not, I mean, our, our goal was obviously to get to a cornerback in the first round. Mm-hmm. Actually, Dan was a guy there, but he went early. So we traded back two spots and we got a great player in Mika Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's a steal. I mean, the guy ran a 4 3 8. He's 6 3, uh, 225 pounds, can play, you know, all linebacker positions. So I think we got really good value on that pick right there. You know, trade two. We got the round pick two. You know, trade back. So. Yeah, I I was a fan of your guys' uh, draft mainly for the reason that you guys didn't. You know, you didn't. And I I mean, take it how you will. You didn't do like a Dallas Cowboys kind of thing where you just jumped after best player available. And I'm not to say that you you know who you got wasn't best player available, but I think that this year Dallas as a whole was just a very. It was a lot more articulated and it was a lot more concise as far as what they were going for what they wanted and what they attacked and i think they nailed it i think they did really good you know well, you got to figure though you know they didn't pick up a fifth-year option for van Rash. Mm-hmm. and um um sean lee retired you know obviously so i mean our first priority wasn't linebacker it was more cornerback but the top two guys you know horn out of south carolina and obviously sertan out of alabama weren't there when our pick was up so we moved two steps back, and to me, I think we got the best player, but we got the best linebacker in the draft, Abika Parsons, and um, I mean that worked out well. And I mean we went all defense pretty much our first eight picks, and then we picked, you know, to me our best value pick was the real Cox linebacker out of LSU in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Talking about a guy that had a knee injury, injury, and he played at South Dakota State to start his career off of college, and then he went to LSU. Tore his knee, came back, and had great stats last year. I mean, um, eight tackles for loss, 87 tackles. Um, that was a great pick right there. I mean, we I mean, we addressed a lot of issues on the defensive side of the ball when we needed to. We got Josh Ball, an offensive tackle for Marshall. Mm-hmm. Got to get an offensive tackle every time, you know, in the draft. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, they addressed the knees and they had to do. I mean, defense was, you know, we have an offense. We have weapons. We had to go defense, and I think they did a good job. I will give them a B plus. B plus, yeah, kind of on the same page as me. Where you know, hey, they they had a uh, they had a good draft, but there's there's a couple little other things that they could do better. I mean, based on these picks, man, how are you? Uh, what's your what's your outlook on the season? High expectations, Wes. Yeah. I mean, I have high expectations. I mean, you know, it all depends on how Dak is after that injury. You know. I mean, if Dak can come back and be the Dak that he was before he got hurt, I mean, we got the weapons on offense. We stacked up the defense, you know, through the draft. We have playmakers. We're not, I mean, obviously you can't count on the young boys or not, but I mean, I have high expectations. I mean, I would see playoffs. Absolutely. And in and, and that NFC, there's a lot of unknowns. How will Daniel Jones, NFC East, excuse me, I don't know if I got that correct. NFC East, um, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns. You know, what's going on with Daniel Jones? Is he going to be that guy? He's got, God knows, enough weapons around him now with getting up, uh, getting Cadavius Kadav- uh, uh, Tony and then having Galladay and then Saquon coming back. He's got all the weapons in the world to succeed up there. But yeah. who knows what's going to go on in Dallas, or I'm sorry, excuse me, New York. Who knows what's going to go on in uh, Washington? They have probably, I would say, the best defense in that division. But their offense, it's not bad. They just they're missing the main piece right now at quarterback. You know who's going to be the guy? Is it going to be Heineke, Fitz? You know who's it going to be? Right, 
Right, and then, right, and, yeah. And then with Philly, you have Jalen Hurts, but and and what Zach Hurts. But other than that, there's really a lot of unknowns in Philly. You know, we this is a new this is a new regime. This is a complete turnover, and this is a good time for Dallas to attack. You know, Dak's looking great. Looks like he's going to be you know 100% come day one. I I would agree with you. I'd say the expectations are extremely high, especially for somebody as like Mike McCarthy, who's had a lot of success in his career. I mean, you know, I mean, Dan Quinn, you know, I mean, we got him in the offseason as our defensive coordinator. So, I mean, we went really heavy, you know, defense in the draft, which we had to. I mean, we didn't we didn't draft a running back because obviously we have Zeke and then, you know, Tony Pollard. I mean, Zeke's towards, towards when I say towards the end of his career, you know, running backs are like four, five, six years, you know, unless you're free or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, so we didn't get a running back. Dan Quinn went heavy defense. I mean, I mean, we're going to put up points. We just need to stop people from scoring 37 points against us. So I think that's a dominant trap, though. Yeah, I mean, because Dak was on pace for, what, 6,000 yards last season before he got injured. Yeah. All right. um, I'll go ahead and do Atlanta's picks. We lost Matt. He's having some technical difficulties, so I'm going to go ahead and cover the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Kyle Pitts, he goes at number four overall. This is probably the most athletic player coming out of the draft. I mean, he is your... Uh, I mean, how do I put it better? He is your next Travis Kelsey. He's your next Zacherts. He's your next uh, uh, Kittle, Kittle Baby Gronk, whatever you want to call him. Like he, he's going to be that guy now. And and you put him with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. They're giving that offense every chance to succeed. So I, I like the pick. They go in the second round. They go Richie Grant out of UCF, the safety. Uh, I like this again. Got to start working on that defense. They go offensive line with Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan, number 68. Makes a lot of sense to Atlanta. They needed to find offensive line help somewhere in the draft. Um, and, and they did that from a, you know the college kid from Michigan. Uh, he did opt out, and then he opted back into the season, but then got an, an ankle injury, which ended, ended up ending his season. They go cornerback, center, defensive tackle. Um, they get uh, – man, Bobby, you might have to help me with this one. The, the <clears> defensive is a very hard name. For now, so you're talking about the defense in the end from, from Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yep. Adi Kunubo. Ajunja. Ajunja. Yeah, out of Notre Dude. Dame. He's going to be a star for that team. I feel it. I can feel it. Uh, Avery Williams out of Boise State. Frank Darby out of Arizona State. Uh, as far as their draft and the way I would grade it, I think they, they touched on several needs. So, you know, this is this is another thing about Atlanta. They're having major cap issues right now. They have a lot to deal with to the point where they're listening to offers for Julio Jones. I mean, that's how much of a situation they are in cap-wise. So, it's something you got to kind of consider. Overall, I give them a B. Um, I still think they they need to get their fi- their finances figured out, obviously, and I think that actually kind of hindered their draft in, 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 a, in a small way. But it is what it is. Bobby, do you have a, a first-round pick that you think – I mean, we, we do, we've done this every year. Uh, a bust. You see a first-round potential bust? We hope they all succeed, obviously. But do you see a first-round bust at all in this, in this uh, draft? I mean, there's a couple, you know, there's a couple out there that, you know, that I see that could be possibly a first round bust. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, I love this player. He played for Alabama. I don't know if you guys, you know, they're in the I national. I, know going. I think I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. Leatherwood. Yep. Yep. Alex Leatherwood out of uh, Alabama, the offensive tackle to the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. He was picked yeah, really, early. No- really early. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, so sexy. 
We saw him in the national championship game. I mean, he's a monster. Don't get me wrong. He's 6'8", 335, 340. Um, a little bit of a stress for me. I mean, his mobility isn't really what you want as a tackle in the NFL, especially the way that these, um, you know, it's a passing game and the, and the speed rushers are or whatnot. Um, I thought that was a little bit of a reach, personally. You know, Alex thought was going to be a great player. I saw him more on the back end of the first round, maybe early second round. Um, I thought that was a reach by um, the Rams going up to get him. Yeah, and I, I think um, number 27, Rashad Bateman, I don't think it was a reach. I just don't think it's going to work out in Baltimore. There's just something about the pass game in Baltimore that's just not right. And I know how Lamar Jackson is and how he plays in his style, and that's fine, but you should still be able to create some sort of uh, passing offense. I mean, it's it's wild to see this team. is just it, You don't see a lot of passing coming out of this team. I think they're, they're near dead last, or they were near dead last for like half the season in passing. And Lamar Jackson, I'm not saying he's in trouble, but he needs to, uh, or should I say his coaches, they need to find out a way to get this, get this kid rolling because he's in exceptional athlete and i think they need to let him throw that ball a little bit more or you know i'm not saying force him to stay in the pocket but work on pocket presence work on on passes start short and build your way up but keep keep him in there it's going to throw some teams off but i, I think rashad bateman's actually going to end up being a bust unfortunately it's not really going to be his fault i think it was just the wrong team and and that baltimore needed a wide receiver but you know well uh time will tell yeah, time will tell yeah, yeah. It, again, I, I think the kids – I hope everybody succeeds, and I hope I'm wrong. But in most cases, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's like me with Alice Leatherwood. I mean, mm-hmm. I had other players up there, you know, like I'm not being a homer, you know, with Virginia Tech and whatnot, but I thought like a person like, um, you know, like a Christian Derrishaw would have went ahead of him or whatnot. But, you know, size means everything. So, we'll see. You know, everybody knows that the Raiders always make those crazy picks. Either you're the fastest person in the draft, or you're the biggest person in the draft. You know. You're exactly so. right. Is there a um, was there was there a team to you that stood out that was just had the, like you feel the best draft? All right. Well, obviously, you know, um, being, me being a Cowboys fan and whatnot, I think we we really addressed a lot of needs. We went defense. You know, Mika Parsons is a hell of a football player, or whatnot. But I'll be honest with you, Wes, I'm gonna go with your team right now. I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is one of those players that's, um, you know, once in a generational type of players, you know, every, you know, 10, 12. I mean, can you remember the last time there was a shirt number one pick, like a Trevor Lawrence? Mm, I can't. I mean, since Andrew Luck, right? I mean, Andrew Luck would have been the last one, but still, you're talking a while ago. Yeah, Yeah, and then, you know, uh, and then they drafted, you know, his his teammate, really good friend, you know, with ETN, you Mm -hmm. know, as a running back, who I'm very high on right there. Najee Harris is a hell of a running back. He went, you know, to me, Najee went to the perfect situation with Pittsburgh Steelers. But I, I mean, for a team like Jacksonville, they adjusted all they had to do right there. They got a franchise quarterback in my eyes, and then they got a um, elite running back. I'm not saying he's going to be a three down back in the league because we're a passing league and whatnot. But I thought they had the best draft, honestly. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I loved how Jacksonville's draft went in the long run. I'm not going to pick them just because, you know, I'm not trying to be a homer. But I know me and you talked about it pre-show. Um, Miami. Miami had an excellent draft. Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver, goes to Al- you know from Alabama. That's going to give Tua an option from his former alma mater. And then on top of that, you also get Jalen Phillips, who, one, is coming from Miami. So he's right down the street. And two, I mean, this kid is actually highly revered in the area. A lot of people like him, man. So I really think Miami had a good draft. They set two up for success, and they're going to find out if he's going to be the guy. They didn't shy away from the fact that 
Tua needs help. They didn't abandon the kid, you know, that some people thought they were going to do. Some people thought they might move on from Tua like that, but they didn't. They stuck with him, stuck to their guns. And I, like I said, I, I've always liked Brian Flores as a coach in Miami, and I think he's doing the right thing. I, I like the way this team's looking going into the next year. You're right, though. You know, I mean, they're, they, you know, they built, you know, they're, they're, built, they're building around Tua right now, and they did a really good job in the draft for that. Exactly right. Hey, man. Well, uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up early today. Uh, going forward, though, we got a lot to come, a lot coming up. We're gonna start doing our uh, early predictions on records. Remember, we got 17 games this season. We're gonna wait until the schedule comes out next week. It's gonna be out next Wednesday, the 12th. So that'll be exciting. We'll break that down next week. Take a look at the schedule. Look at some of the primetime games, Bobby, and see you know who's got what. See if uh, you know maybe Jacksonville's got more than one now that Trevor Lawrence is uh, is in on the team and potentially Tim Tebow too. Uh, so we know we'll get a number one versus number two matchup with uh, Wilson and uh, Lawrence. We know that as long as uh, Aaron Rodgers stays at Packers, we have Mahomes versus Rodgers. There's a lot of interesting games coming up this season, and it's going to be a great great year. We got one extra game, which is tight. I love it. I can't wait. Me and Bobby are going to be at Jacksonville for their first home game, so we'll definitely be talking about that this season. Hey, I- I'm pumped for this season, Bobby. Me too, man. You know what? I mean – I think I mean we need this, and I think the whole country needs this. You know, yeah. like uh, we're kind of getting over this little hurdle right now of the uh, pandemic. You know, obviously it's not over or whatnot, but um, it's um, things are starting to get back to normal. And I think everybody's out. So finally, finally. All right, Bobby. Well, for uh, again for Bobby, I'm Wes, and this has been the extra point. We will see you next week. Yep. Take care, guys.